Welcome to the R Empowerment Podcast. Today, we're going to talk about going back to school. If that's the tech school, a trade school, or if that is to college. We're going to tell you all about it. So stick around and find out a little bit more. Thank you so much for joining us today. My name is Keith, and I am so excited you're here today. First, you can go back at any age. There is no correct age to go back to school. Most people go straight out of high school and go into college. And traditionally, that was kind of it. In the last 20 years, though, colleges have really started to market and make education accessible to people that are working and want their college degree. Some colleges give credit for time served in your field, and some trade schools even do the same. So, is it right to go back for you right now? Well, we're seeing people of all ages go back to school. If you're on Facebook Live, you can see a picture of a gentleman who is 99 years old who just graduated from college. The next photo is of a 98-year-old woman who graduated from college. And finally, the final photo is a picture of an 80-year-old woman that graduated from college. It shows that it's never too early or too late to go back to school. If you really want your education and believe in it, or you believe it's going to help you, then going back to school might be right. Ben Franklin once said, you can do anything you set your mind to. All of these people in their 80s and 90s have decided to go back to school. So for us in the 30s, 40s, and 50s, we have no excuse. If we want or need better education, it's time for us to step up and go to school. So let's start at the very beginning, the very basics. When you go to school, you can get three basic degrees outside of high school. Your GED, which is kind of a high school equivalency. A college degree, which could be a two, four, six, or eight year degree. Or a trade school. A trade school is typically a little bit shorter than a college degree and offers direct training and and more of a hands-on service. There is a fourth option that is not listed here, and that is going into a union. Unions offer apprenticeships that will train you while you get paid. You have class at night, work during the day, and by the end of it, you typically have joined the union, you're done, and you can work in the trade as a union member. This is a very valuable and great way to do things. So if you're considering that, definitely look into it. But For our conversation today, we're just going to focus on these three, college, traditional school, excuse me, trade school, and a GED. Let's start with a GED. A GED is going to take you about two to three months to study, kind of get ready, and that's studying almost every night, two or three times a week for an hour. If you do less than that, you're going to have to push us back a little bit further. The good news is on average, people with a GED make $9,000 a year more than people without it. So that's significant money in your pocket that could potentially change your life. It will cost you about $120 to get your GED, depending on the state, depending on the test. That being said, there are a lot of not-for-profits out there that will pay for this, including in-person or online classes to help you get ready. And even some states, the state of Kentucky in 2020, for all this coronavirus stuff, was actually planning on paying for anybody that wanted to take their GED for free. So make sure you look at all of your resources before you sign up and pay. Once you get your GED, you can either go on to a trade school, a college, or just stop there. Trade schools is our next kind of stop on our conversation. Trade schools can take anywhere between eight months and two years to graduate. 
It's going to cost you as little as $4,000 as much as $14,000. And some could even be higher than that, depending on the school, depending on the degree. The average pay for a person in a with a trade school is anywhere between $40,000 and $50,000, although some fields do pay significantly more. One thing I always encourage people to think about before going into a trade school, or at least looking into, is not all trade schools are created equal. Some trade schools in the last five or ten years have gone out of business, their degrees have kind of been avoided, and people are either left with student loans or with a degree that doesn't mean much. So make sure if you're looking at trade school, you go to one with a long history of getting people's jobs, one that has a high placement. So you're looking for someone to say, you know, we have 80% of our graduates get degree or get jobs right outside of our program. And you want to know what their average salary is. If people are leaving trade schools and going straight to McDonald's to work, if they're making minimum wage, it's probably not worth taking the loan out for that school. However, I say that as a downside. There are really good trade schools out there. And if you go to one of these schools, you're going to come out making good money with a new skill. And as you gain experience, your salary is going to go up. I went into Google and just found some average pays for a few of the top paying trade school degrees. A licensed practical nurse could make around $37,000 a year. An HVAC technician, around thirty-eight. dollars A real estate agent makes around forty. dollars Electrician can make forty-six. dollars Food service manager makes $45,000 a year. Plumber, around $45,000 as well. And at the very peak, the very top of our range is $122,000 for an air traffic controller. That's incredible. And certainly worth considering if you have the skills to do that. As you can tell, most of these are very hands-on skills. And there is a ton of them, not just these eight that I've listed. So if you're interested in working with your hands kind of in a trade, trade school could definitely be right for you. An associate's degree is kind of the next level up from that. And this gets a little bit complicated only because trade schools and community college have a lot in common and often offer the same degrees. Many community colleges have taken on the role of a trade school. So anybody that's looking for a trade school, I would highly recommend comparing your local community college to your local trade school to kind of see what the price is as well as some of the benefits. Community colleges are a little bit more stable. We don't see community colleges that are business quite like it. Typically, they're backed up by the state or federal government, so there are some benefits for that. And associate's degrees tend to be a little bit on the cheaper side, but not always. Some things to think about. An associate's degree is going to take you anywhere between two to three years to get. It used to be pretty standard that it was a two-year degree. However, with some of the other stuff, math, science, stuff like that, that it's kind of pushed itself a little bit further, closer to a three-year degree. It's going to cost you between three dollars and $5,000 to get your degree. And leaving with an associate's degree is going to get you between thirty-four dollars and $53,000 a year. Something to think about, again, if you're thinking about a trade school versus an associate's degree. Associate's degree is going to have more of other classes outside of your degree. So the maths, the science, histories. Uh, you may even have a gym class thrown in there to get a degree there. So you're going to want to take that into consideration. If you're good at those things... I would definitely lean towards an associate's, but that is up to you. Each person is going to be completely different. Some examples of jobs that you might see with an associate's degree is a computer programmer. They typically start at $62,000 a year average. 
Dental hygienist, $64,000 a year. Registered nurse, $40,000. Mechanical engineer, technician, $35,000. HVAC installer, $35,000. And then we're going to throw back in that air traffic control. And although it pays slightly more to get an associate's degree, $124,000 a year, it is also important to note that it does take a little bit longer to get your associates typically than trade school. And it's also worthy to note, as we're going to see these reappear over and over and over in all our different levels of degrees, that when interviewing, they're going to hire the most qualified person. So coming out of college, if you have a bachelor's degree in air traffic control versus someone that went to a trade school, that if you have the same level of experience and have the same about interview, the person with the higher degree is probably going to win out. That's not always the case. Sometimes you may have a better interview. Sometimes you might have more experience. Sometimes you know somebody. But it's important to know that air traffic control, this giant job with $124,000 a year salary, can be a degree in several fields. And this, this is repeated in pretty much everything. You want to be a computer programmer? You can have an associate's degree for that. You could probably have a trade school degree too. However, you could also have a doctorate. So keep that in mind as well. These numbers don't necessarily guarantee you that. You're competing against other people with either higher degrees, more experience, or less experience in a lower degree. The next one is a college degree. It's going to take four to five years to get. The average salary outside of a bachelor's degree is $50,000 to $75,000 a year. That's going to vary depending on what you choose to do. And the average cost of a person leaving with a college degree is $55,000. This could fluctuate depending on if you need to live on campus, if you need a food plan, parking permits, books, all of those things. So make sure that you take that into consideration. And before you apply for any of these programs, make sure you consider what you're going to do and what you're going to make outside of it. If I was going to go into the art world, or wanted to at least, and I went back to school to get a degree in art, I come out of school with $55,000 worth of debt, and there may not be an art job out there. Or maybe art jobs pay minimum wage. So make sure you get, you know what you're getting to, because not every college degree, not every trade school, not every job, not every college is going to offer the salary you need to pay back that loan or to have a comfortable living, depending on what your standard of that is. A few degrees in the, in the college four-year range. A computer scientist makes around $70,000. An electrical engineer makes $68,000 a year. Nursing makes $58,000 a year. Finance makes around $54,000 a year. Fashion designer makes $50,000 a year. And human resources make $45,000 a year. Now, although I'm talking about numbers, saying how much they earn, I would definitely consider you to find a job that you want to do first before you figure out what degree you're going to get. So in the hypothetical world that I was good at art or enjoyed art and I wanted to get an art degree, I would want to make sure I knew what job I was going into. So maybe that's a curator for a museum or maybe that's an artist. I want to make sure that I can pay that back that it's going to have a job on the outside and that I don't end up at McDonald's. So how do you go back to school? Let's say you've decided you know what your end goal is. You want to work at a not-for-profit organization or maybe you want to run a restaurant or maybe you just want to work with your hands and be an electrician. Once you know what you want to do, decide how you're going to do it. So again, I'm going to choose whatever degree that is and then I'm going to call the school. It's really that simple. If I decide I want to go to a trade school, I'm going to call a couple trade schools, tour them, talk to them, 
talk about financing, talk about all those fun things, and just see which program fits for me. When I went to school, I did start with community college and then went on to my four-year degree. The community college was pretty easy. We only have one in town. And I really didn't know what I was going to do, just wanted a general degree. But when I left there, I knew exactly what I wanted to do and started looking around colleges. I looked at big colleges, small colleges, and ended up just finding one that felt right. It was smaller, smaller class sizes, closer to home. And hopefully, when you're looking, you can find the same thing. Find the one that feels right and you're going to succeed. I knew personally that large class sizes would have me kind of wash out and I would probably A, not go to class and B, wouldn't get as much from it. So I chose a smaller college where I knew I'd be with pretty much the same classmates from the time I started to the time I ended, would have the same teachers over and over and over, and the classes were about the size of a high school class, 20 to 30 people. That was my strategy. You may be the exact opposite of me. One thing to think about, though, is you may be thinking, hey, I really want to go back to school. Right now is not the right time. There's COVID, if this is still applicable when you listen to this, or maybe you had just had a child, maybe you just want to save up a little bit of money. The truth of the matter is there's never a good time to go back to school. And if you say you're going to go when it's the right time, you're never going to go. So I would highly recommend just starting. Start looking at schools now and try to get into the next semester. Two to four years will go super fast and you could double, triple, quadruple your income. How awesome would that be at this time in two years making $40,000 or this time in four years you're making $60,000? Certainly worth thinking about. One common concern that people do have for going back to school, though, is how do you pay for it? School is very expensive. You heard those numbers. And I don't know about you, but I don't have $50,000 sitting in a bank anywhere. So you're going to either have to take a scholarship, find something that through the school or on your own. It's pretty easy to do. Schools will help you out. Their search database is out there as well that will look for scholarships for you. You can pay someone to help you with it. Or all you have to do is have access to a computer and Google. Scholarships range from a couple hundred dollars all the way up to a full ride to school, including your books and somewhere to live. So they're out there. I've always heard stories about scholarships that no one ever applies for. Personally, I've never seen those. They could be out there. But I have seen scholarships with much smaller competition to get them. The lower numbers are typically easier to get. So a $500 scholarship is going to be easier to get than a $20,000 scholarship. Either way, you need to put the time in, do the research, fill out the application, make sure it's right, and get it done. The other way is uh, through loans. All of our loans are backed by the government. Uh, it's kind of a long story but and how that works. But basically, to figure out what you qualify for or any forgiveness that you may receive from the government, you want to contact the college, and it's called FAFSA. It's a form you have to fill out. It's going to ask about your income. And it takes a little bit. It's pretty annoying. You have to do it every year. I wish it was simpler, but our government just kind of works as a complex thing. So do it. <laughs> I know I know it's not going to be fun, but just do it. It's going to save you a ton of money. It's going to give you a low interest loan. However, as also the finance guy, it is really important to know only take the money you need. They're going to offer you more money than it takes to graduate from school. That's going to help you with room and board and stuff like that. However, you have to pay that back. And the interest over 30 years is insane. You're going to pay so much back that it's just not worth it. Take the bare minimum you need. It'd be even better if you could pay nothing. You can do it through scholarships or through working. For some people, that's possible. For others, it's not. 
but make sure that you only take what you need. I can't preach that enough. During your time at your college, you will not be paying on these student loans. So that is a plus. But as soon as you get out, they will expect payment from you. And you have to start a payment plan. There's lots of different things you can do with that, with deferral and um, kind of combining them and a few other things, paying based on your income. So we may do another podcast that another time. But for now, what you need to know is you need to fill out your FAFSA anytime you apply for any school. I would say as a general statement, trade schools should also take them. If I saw a trade school that didn't deal with FAFSA and scholarships and stuff like that, I think I would pass. That, that seems kind of like a red flag to me. FAFSA is pretty standard among any schooling outside of high school. So there is a trick that I'd like to introduce you to. We've talked about all these levels of school. And the first step is always to figure out what you want to do. One of the most common things I seem to find that people want to do when we talk about school is people want to go back and get their nursing degree. So what we did was we kind of laid out a process for that. I think that it's always good to work in your field and kind of work up getting experience. Again, so that when you get out of school that you have the upper hand because you have experience. You've experienced the job. Maybe if you said you wanted to be a nurse and you got there on the first day and blood and all that stuff was gross and you just couldn't do it. Now you owe someone $50,000 and you have a degree, but you don't want to use it. That's not good. So for a nurse, this is the example I give. I always suggest people start out when they go back, go to the tech school and get your certified nursing assistant. It takes about 12 weeks, costs a couple hundred bucks, and it gets you into the medical field. It's not fun work. It's going to be hard work, lifting and cleaning and all that stuff that nurses need help doing that's sometimes gross. But it gets you in the field, gets your foot in the door. And it typically starts out around $25,000 a year in income. That's not great income, but it's a good start. The next level I would suggest is after you get your CNA, to go to your junior college and get your RN. It takes about two years for that. It's going to be hard work as well. It's about $41,000 a year salary. So a nice jump from our CNA. And we've now got the experience from our CNA to help us during interviews to talk about it. We know it's kind of right for us. And help us in school, too, because we've had some hands-on experience. You could stop here for your RN, but if you wanted to keep kind of climbing that ladder, that's when you'd go to a four-year college for your undergraduate. Since you've been in a junior college, it's actually quicker. So instead of taking four years, it's going to go by about two you're going to leave with a little bit less student loan because you started out at a junior college. Junior colleges are significantly cheaper than a regular college. And so because of that, you've knocked two years off with a cheaper tuition. It's going to save you significant money. And so that's the way I recommend it that way. So you go in from your RN, you get your Bachelor's of Science in Nursing. It took two years. There are a lot of nursing jobs that only want your BNS and it, they do pay more. Again, it's going to give you that benefit in the interview so you go back and get that again you could stop there or you continue on to a master's degree another two years this is going to make you a nurse practitioner it is going to allow you to work under a doctor prescribing medicine it's so close to a doctor at least okay i'm not a nurse i know nothing about medical school but from my perspective it seems about the same with the exception of less student loans a nurse practitioner normally starts out at $85,000 a year. Look how we went from just a quick $25,000 a year job all the way to an $85,000 a year job. 
And this is really kind of the process because during this, you can work the whole time, right? You can work as a CNA, an RN, and just keep going down, keep going down, keep going down. And by the time you've got your nurse practitioner, you're making $85,000 a year. By the way, with these salaries, these are kind of the low end in a lot of cases. There is a crazy need for nurses and often pay a lot more than this, especially when you get into the four-year master degree level. And if you do something like work in a hospital, work in an emergency room, it's going to pay more than working for just a regular doctor at like a doctor's office. So something to think about there. Nursing kind of fights your, strikes your fancy. So that's kind of how we view and how we do our programs and how we think about college and trade schools. There is no wrong answer as far as trade school, college, uh, any of that stuff. You just really want to look at what you want to do versus how you can do it. And I'll give you an example. I said, I think in this podcast, you probably know I talk a lot about the Y because I worked there for so long. The YMCA to be a director wants people with four-year degrees. To be a coordinator, you can have a two-year degree. And those are kind of the two beginnings of the full-time jobs getting into the YMCA. So basically, there's room for growth with a four-year degree where there's not as much room for growth with a two-year degree. And at some point in the Y, you do have to get your, they encourage you to get your master's as well, but it's not required. So something to think about. If any of this here has gotten you interested, just talking about kind of this tiered approach to going back to school, or if it's questions about FAFSA, or if it's questions about the school in general, and you just want our opinion here on empowerment about it, or you're just not sure what you want to do, but you know you want to break the cycle and do something different and go back to school. Give us a call. We're here to help. My phone number is 314-653-6122. That's 314-653-6122. You can text me. You can call me. I am here to help you because we're all kind of on this journey together. The better we all do, the better the world will be. We need more people out there working, helping, and kind of growing personally. So give us a call. Well, that's it for me today. I'm so glad you decided to join us and check out our podcast or our Facebook Live. If you are watching on Facebook Live, definitely check out our podcast. We have other material that is not available through Facebook Live. If you are on our podcast, we do this Facebook Live. Some of our topics do do better when you can kind of see examples. So definitely check one or the other out. Like us, share us, all those fun things. And for now, remember, as always, it's always the darkest just before someone Thanks for stopping by.